Good morning. Today we're going to do the seventh Aliyah of the Parsha of Korach. And we're going to talk about the gift that was given to the Levim. So yesterday we'll move. Yesterday we were talking about the gifts that were given to the Kohanim, to the priests. And they got a total of how many gifts? 24. Not all of them mentioned the Parsha. Maybe we'll have a minute. We'll, we'll go through the other remaining ones as well. But many of them that are mentioned in, in the sixth Aliyah. Uh, that Hashem is now like giving validity and showing that the Kohanim are not just Moshe put his brother in charge, but this is actually my plan for how the Jewish people should connect to Hashem through going to the priests. So I'm putting, uh, giving all these gifts. The seventh Aliyah says as follows. Levi, to the members of the family of Levi, the sons of Levi, I've also given an inheritance. What's the inheritance I've given them? Hinenasati kol ma'aser bi'isra I've given them the Meiser of the Jewish people. So someone asked about Meiser yesterday. Meiser was not given to... What's Meiser? Let's go back a second. Meiser is the Hebrew word for a tithe. The word Meiser, Eser. Eser means 10, right? 10%. So today, all Jews know, all Jews should know anyway, every religious Jew knows that you have to give 10% of your income to charity. I know it sounds like very scary to some people, 10% of my income to charity, that's crazy, that's so much money. Guess what? You make a lot more money when you do that, number one. And um, this is the mitzvah. It's all Hashem. What Hashem gives you, the first 10%, you have to give to charity. So this is based on what was done in the times of the temple, where when the Jews were in Israel, that 10% of all of their produce was given to the Levim, not to the priests. So it was a Levite. Why the Levim? What did the Levim do to earn it? The Levim were like the rabbis and the teachers in the community. The Kohanim, they were the elite. They were in the base of Mikdash. They would offer the offerings. You came, if you went to the base of Mikdash and wanted to bring an offering, you gave it to the Kohen. But during the rest of the year, if you didn't live in Yerushalayim, who were the ones that were responsible for the spiritual welfare of the Jewish people to ensure that they were being uh, learning and davening and growing and, you know, as a community? The ones who were spiritually responsible for the spiritual welfare of the Jewish people were the Levites. And in fact, that's why the Levi were not given a territory in the land of Israel. The Levim did not have a land. Why is that? Because Hashem wanted the Levim to be scattered all over the entire land of Israel. They had little cities. There were there 48 cities, 49 cities, 48 cities that were dotted all over the landscape of Israel. And these were said Levite cities. And so therefore, wherever the Jews lived, in those cities, Levim were there. And this way, you had a sprinkling of holiness, so to say, all over, to ensure that there was a spiritual, you know, uh, status being maintained by the Jewish people. So since the Levim did not get fields, they didn't get any territory to work, they were not meant to be in business, they were not meant to be doing, uh, I don't know, stocks or whatever, you know, they weren't meant to be involved in, 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 in running and being professionals and making a living. So what, was, what was their job? To be the spiritual guidance of the Jewish people. What today is the rabbis. Therefore, Meiser, the 10% was the, was the inheritance given to the tribal Levi. By the way, I said today, the Rambam writes clearly, the Rebbe quoted this Rambam a lot. The Rambam writes that not only B'nai Levi Levad, not just the members of the house of Levi are considered the, the spiritual leaders of the Jewish people, but anyone that dedicates their heart and their mind to be dedicated to the Jewish people, to, to lift up their spirits and to be dedicated to Hashem, could be a, a priest of the temple. Anyway, so here Hashem says, I'm giving to the Levim this Maaser, this 10%, that's their inheritance, and in exchange... They are responsible for the Jewish people to make sure that they don't approach the tent of meeting lest they become guilty of sin and die. So this is an exchange, basically. Levi performed the service of the tent of meeting 
and they will take responsibility for the sins of the Jewish people, and in exchange, since they have no land and no inheritance amongst the Israelites, I've given them the, the miser as their inheritance for the Jewish people. But then, we have as follows. And Hashem says to Moshe, speak to the Levites, and say to them, that when they take the tithe from the Jewish people, I think Yosef asked me this yesterday, when the Levim, they get the miser, the Levim need to give a truma of their miser to the Kohen as well. Meaning you might say, I'm the rabbi, I'm getting miser, I'm getting you know, paid, whatever. I don't need to give miser from, I don't need to give a tithe, etc. So Hashem says to Moshe, even the Levim that are receiving money from the rest of the Jewish people, they're receiving a miser, they should know that when they get the inheritance, they must set aside from it a portion of a truma for Hashem as well. So they also give a truma. By the way, I should have mentioned, what happens if a levy comes to a field to take his miser? By the way, all another difference is something else. The Levim didn't, they had to go to the fields to collect the miser. They had to go to the fields to collect the miser. The Kohanim, you brought the truma to them, you brought the equipment to the temple and all that. You brought the animal and the offerings to the Kohen. But the Levim, they traveled. This was part of Hashem's design. He wanted that, just like today, the rabbis have to fundraise. They have to go out to people's homes and go meet people and talk to people. If you sit in the office all day, wait for people to bring the checks, you know, uh, whatever. You might run dry a little quickly. You've got to be out there. Levim traveled to all the granaries and all the uh, threshing fields in order to collect the miser. So uh, the Torah is hinting, in the way it's written, in verse 24, and Rashi explains to us, that if a Kohen, if a Levi would come to a field to collect the miser before the owner had given truma of that field, then the entire field is holy still, because truma has to be eaten in holiness. And the levy is responsible to give the truma from what he takes for the owner to the, to, to, to the Kohen. She comes, meaning if he comes and he takes the truma, the mice before the truma, the truma that he took wasn't given yet, he has to give that also. Understand? But once, he gives, once the levy gives his truma, he no longer has any religious restrictions upon the produce, and he can eat it anywhere in the land of Israel. He can eat it in any state of holiness or unholiness. He can do anything he wants with it. He can do it for business. He can use it in a holy way or unholy way. Unholy, I mean not sinning. I mean mundane. There's no, there's no religious restrictions on the miser. The miser was given to the levy to use as he saw fit. But he could only do that once he gave the truma. Because truma has to be eaten in a state of holiness, in a state of purity. So to be clear, the Kohen got the truma, or even from the levy, the levy got the miser. He had to keep it pure until he gave the Kohen of the truma of his miser. And after that, he, uh, he didn't have to keep any more. Um, he would then give the rest, he could do the rest as he wanted. But here's the most, a very beautiful verse, verse 29. This is, again, talking to the levy, but it's in context really to every Jew. So let's read this verse in our lives. We call Matnei Seich, and Hashem says, in simple to the, to the Vim, about giving the truma to the coin, from all of your gifts that Hashem has given for you, Tarimu Eskol Trumas Hashem. You must set aside all the gifts that are due to Hashem. Understand? And this is really for us. We get gifts from all of our gifts. We think it's my money. I earned it. You want me to give 10% of my field away? That's a lot of your field to give away. I worked hard for every piece of grain in that field. Hashem says, From all of your gifts, the fact that you're getting 10% that you received, that's not yours, it's a gift. And so to every Jew, what do we have? Gift from Hashem. Yeah, we think we earned it, we worked for it, we made it, we were smart. It's a gift from Hashem. 
It's a gift from Hashem. You have to give him a from You should give the Trumas Hashem. We call Chelboy from all of the fats, meaning all that was consecrated to Hashem, from all the choices portion that you received, the fats that you received. As Mikdash and you must remove the Mikdash, the holy part of it, and give it to Hashem. Don't think it's all mine. The best part, the first part, is what you give to Hashem. A side note, that's always what we give to Hashem is always the first. The first fruits, the firstborn child, the firstborn animal, the truma is the first you know, percent of the field. You give to Hashem not only the best, but you give it to Him first. And then, once you do that, the rest is yours. You can go to all the threshing fields, the Torah repeats it. And uh, after you set aside the choices part for the Kayin, then the rest is yours to eat in exchange for your service and attend the meeting, wherever you want, however you want, etc. Okay? Then let's just review since we still have a few minutes. So what are the other gifts that were given to the Kohen? The 24 gifts. So I'm going to go through the order of 24 gifts. Not in the order of the parshas we did yesterday, but in the order of holiness, of sanctity, okay? So the holiest gifts. When I say the holiest gifts, these are kachim that could only be eaten by a pure Kohen inside the Beis HaMikdash in a state of purity. What are these gifts? Very quickly, there's 10 gifts. They're the parts of the Echatasah, we mentioned already, the part of the sin offering that's eaten by the Kohanim, part of the sin offering of a bird, there's a Echatas animal, there's a sin offering of a bird, there's the Asham, the guilt offering we talked about yesterday, where you're not sure if you did a sin, there's the Asham Tala, which is a different variation of the guilt offering, when you, when you uh, lied about an object in your possession, you lied about a stolen object, you lied under oath in court, etc. Um, there's the Shalmet Sibur, the communal offerings, about on sh- what? The peace offerings that were bought on behalf of the community on, during the holidays. There's the oil that was used of the mitzorah, the person saras, who was purified. There is the two loaves of bread specific on Shavuos that were given to the Kohanim. There was the 12 loaves of challah that was eaten every Shabbos on the, on, the, on the table, on the show table, on the shulchan, that was given to the Kohanim. There was a leftover, the flour. Remember, one kimitza, one handful of flour of a mincha offering was put on the altar, the rest was eaten by the Kohanim. And the Omer offering, the carbon Omer of Pesach. Those ten, uh, those ten offerings are holy, eaten in the base of Mikdash by Kohanim, etc. Male Kohanim serving, etc. Then you have four other gifts that could. We should give to you the Well, I'm no, 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 I'm not a Kohen. I would take the job of the lady, the 10, you, 10, 10% you give. <laughs> I don't want the Chal, I want. I want not I want. Hashem says that the Levim. I'll take Chal too. <laughs> today, the rabbis of today, the shuls of today, don't replace the Kohanim per se. It's more replaced the Levim. Because the Levim were the ones that lived in the cities to bring spirituality, to teach Torah to the masses. The Jews back then didn't have rabbis like we have today. The idea of smichan didn't really exist. So who were the spiritual leaders of the people? They were the Levim. Even, in the, even from the time of the Jews left Egypt. The Levim were like the rabbis. They were the ones that were on a higher spiritual status. So today's rabbis, I'm not just saying this because I'm a rabbi, and this is the reality. Today's rabbis replace what the Levim did, living scattered in the cities. You know, I'm not living in Crown Heights, you know, in Barbara. We live scattered in the cities, living amongst the Jewish people, creating spiritual places within the Jewish community that here we create the holiness. And we can, we're, we're the ones that teach the Torah, and bring up the spiritual level. And in exchange for that, the Jew is obligated to give 10% of his income of his wealth, of his field, of his produce, to be the uh, in exchange for that spiritual status. That's that's I don't know what, what you take home, not including taxes. Ten percent is after what you take home. 
Meaning, so it's, if, if, let's say your, your paycheck is $2,000, but you're not getting $2,000 because they're taking off, it's whatever you bring home. But it's not after bills, it's whatever you take home. <laughs> and that should be the first book. That's what they're saying. If it's after bills, it's after you pay your mortgage, and there's <laughs> nothing left. It's 10% of whatever you take home. <clears throat> okay, so those are the 10 in the temple. Now you have four gifts that were eaten by the Kohanim anywhere in the city of Yerushalayim, but in a state of holiness. That's the Bukhar, the firstborn, uh, given up to the Behema, given up to the Kohen Sari, <clears throat> unless it was defective, it was, it was redeemed. But otherwise, it was offered as an offering, and the Kohen was able to eat from it, but anywhere in the city, with all of his family, his, you know, his uh, children, his family, etc. Bikurim, the first fruits of Shavuot, the first fruits of the seven species of the land of Israel. The part of the Toda. And the ram of a nazir, the todo, the thanksgiving offering, was a lower level holiness offering. And the skin of the offerings. The skin of the offerings, not mentioned in this week's parsha, but when you brought offerings to the temple, the holy offerings, what happened to the skin of the animal? The skin, which is valuable, the hide, that belonged to the Kohanim, and they could use that, they could redeem that in the city of Yerushalayim. And then we have ten gifts that were given to the Kohanim to be eaten anywhere in this land of Eretz Yisrael. So this, was not, this is not connected to the Beis HaMikdash per se. This is anywhere, which is a truma, the first percent of your crop that went to the Kohen. The trumas maizah, which is from the maizah, the 10% given to the Levian. Of that Levian, the Levians had to give a truma to the Kohanim. The chala, the first piece of chala that was eaten by the Kohanim, anyone in the of Israel. The first wool of the shearing of when you shear your animals, the first time you sheared them. Again, the first went to the priest. The shoulder, the jaws, and the stomach, the innards of any animal was slaughtered not as a sacrifice. You gave the inner intestines. We talked about this by Korach's uh, son, well, by Elazar, I mean. The, in, the certain innards and the shoulder and the jaw was given to the Kohanim. The pidyon haben, the redemption of a firstborn child, was not eaten in the temple, obviously. You redeemed him anywhere. The field that was consecrated to the base of Migdash and was not redeemed by the Odin or by the Yovel. A field of cherim. If a person said, I'm dedicating this field to Hashem, called a cherim. That field belonged to the Kohen, they could use it wherever it was. And finally, any stolen property that had no, the person that was stolen from died. The person that still wanted to return it, but the person that was stolen from was dead. And there were no heirs left alive to, to take, take ownership of this. So that the gezel, the stolen property of the convert that had no, had no heirs, that was also given to the Kohanim. Okay? These are the gifts that should give the priests and to the Levite in their exchange for their service to the Jewish people. For us, we don't do most of these gifts we don't give. We don't give the first, uh, we do the Pitnya Haben. We don't give like the first sharing of our wool and all that, but we do the Maeser, the Chala we just burn. We discussed it, the Chala we burn. Um, we don't give it to a coin. But the Maeser, Baruch Shem, beautiful soul, can give you 10%. Anyway, okay? Good Shabbos. <laughs>